Today, Nuke and I talk about our current situations, where we're both in jobs that we know aren't right for us, but are necessary in achieving our long-term goals. We discuss how each of us stay motivated to push through, even though we know that these jobs are not where we're meant to be, and break these situations down into resiliency, practicality, and courage. I hope that you enjoy it. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Pit Stop number 10. Had to quickly check the, the number there so I didn't forget it. But uh, today, Nuke and I, we're going to talk about um, something that's going on in both of our lives, actually, um, where we're both in situations where we have jobs that we don't necessarily want to be there, or we know that it's not the right place for us. And um, I think it's something that happens a lot of times. And um, so, yeah, just wanted to have a conversation with you about that, Nuke. Mm, awesome. Hey, thanks for involving me in the conversation. Of course, of course. So um, I guess like a little bit of background um, on just kind of how how you got into the job that you are now. I think ours are a little bit different because um, if I if I remember correctly, you know, like cooking was something that you thought you wanted your path to be originally and now it's sort of uh, shifted. And so can you kind of just take us through that? Yeah, for sure. Um, so basically out of high school, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a celebrity chef. I'm going to be on a boat, on a cruise ship, you know, living that life. And um, I just realized really quick that the lifestyle of a cook slash a chef isn't, um, is not that glamorous unless you make it, right? or you are uh, you are essentially a business owner, right? You're a business owner and you have multiple, you have multiple restaurants or you are on TV with your shows or show or whatever the case might be. And, you know, it was in between my first year of cooking school before going back to my second where I got thrown into an internship, into an internship, but I had never, I never worked in the kitchen before then. And I just realized, hey, like this work is cut out. And and it just so happened that I was working um, the night shift. And so, you know, we would get off. I mean, I'd start at one o'clock, 2 p.m. And then at the first restaurant, which was great. I mean, we were done at like, kitchen was done at 10, 11, clean up. We're out of there, 11, 30, 12, go down to the bar, have drinks, chill. And then by the time you know it, it's two, three, four a.m. and you're doing that five days out of the week, and you're like, and people are like, "Hey, this is what it looks like," and I'm like, "I don't know if I want that." Like, even even back then, when I was when I was eighteen, nineteen, I was like, "How do you bring a family into this, into this type of lifestyle?" And so, with that in the back of my mind, I was like, "Okay, going back to second year, I was like, I'm gonna finish this sucker." And even then, I told mom and dad, "Hey, I don't want to cook for the rest of my life," and they were like, "Okay, well, finish what you started." So I finished it and then I, and then I was like, I'm going to work for a year, year and a half and see what transpires. And then we'll go out of that. We'll, 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 we'll plan our next move. And so I did that worked here in Calgary and my cooking experience, my cooking life was great. Um, learned a lot, worked for a great company. Um, and then moving forward, I was like, you know, what? I want to go back to school. So I went back and did Kinney's did it at Mount Royal transferred to U of L finished there. And then as most of the 87 babies, when you finish school, you're like, what am I doing? <laughs> what do I do with this piece of paper? And so, and I, and I just knew 
that at that point in time, um, I didn't want to go back to, at the time, I didn't want to go back into the kitchen, but then at the same time, I was like, I don't really want to, like, what I want to do with this Kinesi degree, I need to do more school. And so that involved completing ed or going to do my master's in sports psych. And overall, I was just done with school. And so then I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna start working. And lo and behold, I started working and I was back in the kitchen. And it served its purpose, you know, and, and now fast forward sitting here now, I've just realized, you know what, it's, it's a season that I'm in. It is allowing me to do what I want to do. And that's the way I look at it. The season that I'm in right now is one of connection building, of planting seeds, of making sure that the soil is right. And of course, now, now sitting here in 2020 on the, on the Zoom call with you, King of Hearts is a thing. Samurai Brotherhood is a thing. King's Council is a thing. All of these things wouldn't have necessarily happened if I wasn't in this planting season that I'm in. That job has afforded me that, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so for me, before I was really caught up in like, oh my goodness, like my purpose, my intention, my career, da 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 da. And I just realized, you know what, like maybe maybe a job isn't supposed, or even a career isn't supposed to be your entire life. Maybe it's just, hey, what season are you in? What is serving you right now so that you can go and execute? And that's just how I've looked at it since leaving university. It's, it's been, okay, what needs to be done so that I can do what I want to do low key? For sure. <laughs> no, that, that, yeah. thanks for the ex explanation there. And I guess um, just to elaborate on my situation a little bit um, was coming out of my, you know, quarter life crisis where I kind of just... <laughs> Blew up my life and um, you know changed every single thing that I um, was doing beforehand and really getting into a place of needing to find a new path and mm -hmm. having no idea where it was or what kind of path it would be having a little bit of an idea of okay I want to try to start my own business um, but having no idea what it would be and um, I needed something um, that, you know, ideally would be as little of a time commitment as possible with mm -hmm. um, as much financial upside as possible um, so that I can essentially pay for my life while still having time to work on whatever new projects um, work and anything else came up. And so um, I started working at a restaurant, you know, just serving bartending and that's where I'm at now. And just knowing that it's not where I'm meant to be. Yeah. And, and so just, talk, you know, thinking about that relationship. And for us, it's a little bit more, um, I would say, straightforward of because now we know, you know, we know that it's, you know, it's not our purpose. It's not um, where we're going to end up, but it is, um, you know, the, the, the reality right now. Yes. Um, and so I guess what would your take be on, and if you could expand, I know you touched on it a little bit before while you're telling your story of, you know, how do you, how does one know when they're not supposed to be in, you know, the career or the situation or relationship even for that matter um, in their life? Like what, how does someone figure out if, you know, they're just having, call it, you know, a down period you know, where they might not be feeling it right now. 
um, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're not supposed to be there as opposed to like, no, this is not where I'm supposed to be or what I'm supposed to be doing. For sure. And dude, that's a beautiful question. I need to backtrack and insert something here. Yeah, for sure. Because while I was in Leftbridge, I, I ran into a couple and um, just got around them. And I mean, they completely turned my life around when it just comes to mentorship and coaching and just having, having a great perspective, you know, and they were entrepreneurs and they, they, they communicated, you know what, if, if you're not happy where you're at, be willing to do something in the short term so that it allows you to do the things that you want to do in the long term. So that has definitely been at the forefront of my mind of like, okay, like this is, this is for a season, right? So, so, so for me, it makes it a lot more easier to wrap my head around, you know, um, what do I want to do? What do I want to create? If that makes sense. Yeah. And so to answer your question now, I would say it helps if you have, whether it be a mentor or a coach or someone that you can bounce your ideas off of who is further along in the game than you are, you know what I mean? So that you can be like, hey, am I crazy? What I'm thinking, what I'm feeling. Hey, knowing what you know and what you've accomplished, if you were in my shoes, what would you say? What would you be doing? Who would you be connecting with? Do you see what I'm saying? So it takes that pressure of having to like know and figure it out yourself. And coupled with that, I strongly believe if you listen to your soul and your body, it will tell you, <laughs> it will tell you, like it will give you, and also the universe will give you opportunities and signs and be like, man, you're not meant to be here. Or there'll be someone in your life that will be like, hey, why are you doing what you're doing? And it, and I really hope it comes from a, curi a curious position because then it then gives you the opportunity to do a self audit and see, hey, whatever I'm doing, whatever I'm creating, is that who I want to be? And I think for whatever that's worth moving forward, that should always be the standard. Who do I want to be? What do I want to create in every single moment? And if you're not doing, if you're not doing those two things, then there you go. Like there's kind of your compass, right? And I think for a lot of people, we've got caught up in this day and age that I need to be, you know, a doctor and it needs to look like this and that's it, which is beautiful. And if you're not a hundred percent on that, then maybe be willing to like reimagine what does being a doctor look like? So maybe you're not a doctor in the sense of like, I am in the clinic day in and day out. However, I still care about people and I wanna see them win. I'm, I'm very passionate about, um, about making sure that the body is fit and healthy, that your mind is also sharp and where it needs to be. I want to help people. I want to impact people. I want to see change. I want, like, there's so many facets of that. And so you don't necessarily need to be a doctor in the very, like, stereotypical, original sense. However, you can morph it and make it your own. And therein lies that creation piece. Therein lies um, who do you want to become? 
because something that myself and Andy always talk about when we come to coaching is when you put your head on the pillow, if you're not in love with yourself, what does it matter that you have all of these num all of these <laughs> alphabet in front of your name or after your name? That means nothing to me, at least. If your soul is like, what are we doing? If your body is aching and telling you we shouldn't be doing this, it's like, come on, like your body, mind, soul. If two out of the three are telling you that there's a disconnect, you need to listen to that. For sure. And while, while you were talking about that, of, you know, like your doctor analogy, um, what came up for me is uh, like with the flexibility of it might not be that you're on the wrong road. You might mm -hmm. just be in the wrong lane. Right. Mm. And so asking that, I think, actually is super important and something I hadn't thought about before of, you know, it might not be a complete 180 change, right? You might not yeah. change things completely. Maybe it's, you know, the way that you're executing it, right? Yeah. Uh, and that could be, you know, your specific role, like um, even specifically where you are, right? If it's a different company, if it's a different just city, if it's, you know, it might be a smaller change as opposed to needing to change things up completely. Totally. And, and to parallel that, Jared, as well, for me, what it would be is, and then find someone, if possible, who exhibits what you want to create. Listen, there's nothing new under the sun. So therefore, there's probably somebody who's close, if not resembles ideally what you would like to become or create. Yeah. So then humble yourself and be like, hey, Jared, I love your mindset and attitude when it comes to X, Y, and Z. How did you get there? What are you reading? What are you listening to? Can I pick your brain once a month, coffee on me, so that five years from now, 10 years from now, I can where you're at and or see more and do more if some yeah. if some kid came to me like with that i'd be like dude easy done yeah you know what i'm saying for sure i love that and um i guess just to expand like a little bit for me where i didn't have that self-awareness piece right mm -hmm. like i didn't know it wasn't i wasn't able to point to it and be like okay i'm in the wrong place or i'm doing the wrong thing it was more of just like an overall uneasiness right mm -hmm. of like something's off right like the yeah. balance is off and that's where i like i had to really boost that self-awareness and start asking myself and working on myself of like okay like what's actually going on and digging deeper digging below the layers right is it the specific um, events that have happened right is it you know like a bad day right or you know things aren't going the way that i want to at work or was it i'm actually not on the right path altogether and it took me a good i would say at least six months to actually figure that out right it wasn't yeah. like a like a quick process of like just asking myself like i had to I had to dig deep and actually figure it out. And there's so many little nuances and little details that, you know, going in and exploring them and, um, you know, just, just questioning them. And something that we've talked about a lot is just, you know, questioning them. Uh, yeah. It's true. Is this not true? Am I seeing it the right way? Right. What lens am I looking at it through? So. I love that Jared. And that to me is the big, big piece overall. 
like, are you willing to go within and ask those philosophical, those existential, those questions of like, who am I? What am I doing? Like, and then, and, and then also realizing you are the sum product of all your decisions, you know, and then being willing to like backtrack and see where along the way, you know, did I, where along the way, maybe did I switch into the wrong lane? <laughs> right. Yeah. And can I, can I recalibrate? Can I shoulder check and then make, make my way back <laughs> yeah. over there? Yeah. Right. Or, <laughs> or be like, okay, you know what? Correct vehicle, but we're going in the wrong direction. So let's U-turn this sucker and let's go back to basics or back to where we came from and go, you know what I mean? It's just, it's that awareness piece is crucial. So I love that you alluded to that. Yeah. Awesome. And, um, so I have, as I was thinking about this, um, and you know, of the, like, what, what does it take for somebody to actually make that change and to push through a situation, right? Because a lot of times it isn't realistic or it just doesn't happen of, okay. So like somebody has realized that they're in the wrong thing, right? Somebody who's realized they're, in the wrong situation and how do you get from there to actually making the change right and so i want to i want to hear your thoughts on this if you agree with kind of the three the three points that um you know you have i believe you have to address um and the one the first one is the resiliency of being resilient enough to stay in that spot even though you know it's wrong if you have okay right um, the next one being practicality, right? Of okay. When can you actually make that change? When can you actually make that jump, right? And um, that goes back to why you might have to stay somewhere that you know is not 100% right. Um, and then the last one is actually having the courage to make that jump, to make that change. For sure. Wow, Jared. I, I love that you gave, first off, did you come up with those three? I, I did right before we jumped on here. <laughs> I, I love that. And I don't know if I would have pinpointed it, been able to like put my finger on it the way you just did with those three words. Um, resilience was the first one resiliency. Yeah. Resiliency, practicality, and then courage. And then courage. Yeah, dude. I, that's beautiful. That's absolutely well said. And I think resiliency, yeah, like that, that tenacious spirit, you yeah. know, of, of hard work and knowing that this change, this jump, this leap isn't going to be straightforward at this current moment, right? Like that decision when you're like, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah, that's easy, but, but then it's, no, but, and then it's, and then the work begins of like, okay, contingency plan starts now. And yeah. that takes resilience to, to continue to gut it out day in and day out. And then practicality, yeah, of making sure it is a smooth transition and that you're not hurting yourself financially, you're not burning any bridges, um, and just making sure that you're classy about it, right? And I think if you do those two 
well and consistently enough, that then bridges into having the courage to pull the trigger when the time comes, yeah. right? And knowing that you're doing it for all the right reasons. I think if you were, and I can't believe you, you came up with that so well, dude, because I think, I think if you were to, let's just say, make the decision I wanna leave and then jump to courage right away and just pull the shoot, that would be the emotional decision. Yeah. Versus having the resiliency factor and then the practicality, that almost kind of levels out your emotions. Like, okay, let's be methodical. Let's be thoughtful. Let's be tactful with this. Yeah. And yeah, dude, I, it's beautiful. Yeah. And so expanding on them a little bit, uh, because we're both, you know, really in that resiliency stage yeah. I would say right now, right? Uh, yeah. You know, like for me, I know that, like I said, it's not my end destination. I know that it's a means to an end right now. Um, but, and it's not the worst place in the world. <laughs> right like it's not like i hate my life every mm -hmm. single day it's just knowing that it's not where i'm meant to be and mm -hmm. so how to keep that resiliency and for me it really is a day-to-day -day thing and you know it's it's just randomly for no reason at all some days i wake up and i'm like this is okay i don't mind this and then other days i'm like i do not want to be here right and sure. why am i here why am i doing this yeah. And trying to keep that, um, keep that resiliency uh, because I know that right now that's where I need to be. And for me, what has helped is going back to like why I'm there, going back to the why, right? Of, you know, you know that you're not supposed to be here and that means that you won't be here forever for sure. uh, and you're doing it to achieve, you know, your goal, right? Totally. And is yours similar, like for you keeping that resiliency of like when you're having those bad days, you know, like I don't want to be here. Like what, what helps you get, get through it? Jared, I, I love that. And that's absolutely golden. And to parallel that for me, I look at it from a perspective of, you know, I've asked the universe for something and I'm also working towards it. And so now the universe is giving me multiple opportunities to walk into that. And so I've looked at it more so like, this is what it like, this is part of the journey to walk into what I'm creating. You see what I'm saying? And the job, whatever it may be, is actually rocket fuel to get me to where I want to be and who I want to become. Because let's be honest, who I want to become and what I want to create, if it fell into my lap right now, I may not be the man, the king, the leader that it demands of me, mm. right? However, going through, you know what I mean? Start to finish with whatever the job is, however many jobs it is, I like to think along the way the universe has been like, okay, this is gonna help you in this area. You don't know it yet, but it's gonna help you in terms of your emotional intelligence. And you know, and and you, you don't see it now, but this connection you're forging over here is gonna help you later on when you eventually walk into that lifestyle you spoke about two, three, four years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so for me, that's definitely 
the mindset and attitude that this is all part of the journey of walking, of getting there. Yeah. Now, now, can I blow it up and it goes faster? Yes, sure. And at the same time, it's being comfortable with knowing, hey, I'm doing the best that I can. I am showing up day in and day out and I'm doing the work that is required, right? And, there's gonna, and, and that's natural. There's going to be days where you wake up and you're like, WTF? Like, why isn't this happening sooner? Yeah. And then there's other days, like you say, where you're like, okay, like, you know what? All things considering, it's not too bad. But that's only because I know where I want to go. Yeah. It'd be different if we didn't know where we wanted to go. We were just sitting here floating. Then I would be like, save us already. Like, yeah. take me out. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. I love that of, you know, using it as like a strength. Uh, yeah. it's, gonna, it's going to better prepare me, you know, on my journey. On my journey, love exactly. Love that, yeah. Right. And then, so the second one for practicality, right? Yeah. And like you were, you were saying um, earlier of, you know, it can, it can be missed if it's an emotional decision. Mm -hmm. uh, if as soon as you realize like, oh, I'm not supposed to be here and then just bam, pull the trigger like out of there sometimes that's okay but yep. you know actually taking the emotion out of it a little bit as well is is super important right and yep. um you know for me the practicality on this one has is <laughs> easier because it is um very apparent of like for me it is almost completely financial right yep. of like the last business that I was involved in literally put every single cent that I had to my name into it yeah. and came away, you know, not in a great financial place. And so yeah. that practicality is there because it has to be like, I need to pay my bills, right? Like I have to work because I do need the money. And yeah. this is something that's, you know, um, creating an income right away. Yep. Right. And, you know, a lot of my ideas and starting a business and whatever it might be, um, eventually, you know, will create an income. However, right now, you know, I need that income so that I can continue to survive. Um, sure. And so that's, that's where my practicality comes from. Yep. I can, and dude, like, this is the beautiful and scary journey of an entrepreneur, right? This is what it looks like to, to be willing to almost humble yourself to, you know, be in a position where isn't favorable. However, you know, your current reality is small compared to the bigger reality. And that's what it, it always, for me, is always like, you know what? Again, season. This is a short-term investment so that, you know, Five years from now, when things are flourishing, nobody can look at me and be like, oh, he just walked into that. Or, oh, you know, that's mommy and daddy money. Or, you know what I mean? But no, it's like, dude, you have no idea the blood, the sweat, the tears, the highs, the lows that went into manifesting this. Yeah. And so for me, the practicality I just look at, this is, this is what it looks like to purify gold, right? Like, that's what it looks like. And, and I've never been here before, so how do I know any better, right? Which is why then, I said earlier, it's great to have 
a coach, a mentor, a tribe of men, of conscious, healthy men that you look up to that may be either in it with you and or ahead of you to be like, hey, I just want to make sure I'm trending in the right direction, right? Just to make sure we're working smart and not hard. Yeah. I learned that, I learned that back in the day, like working hard doesn't get you as far as if as opposed to you working smarter yeah right and that practicality piece is is woven in there right and just being mindful and conscious that everything that i'm doing as of right now is towards this end goal and if it's not i'm not doing it if it is heck let's increase the volume then and let's get there sooner rather than later for all the right reasons. And, it, and, and also like, just to touch on it, and this is nothing that you haven't said, it's just, you know, that jumping piece of, hey, I need to like leave or whatever. I think that is also very context dependent. Like if you're in a shitty work environment and it's not safe and it's dangerous and what have you, then yeah, pull the shoot, you know? Yeah. Versus, versus if all is well and it's not like you're fearing for your life, you know, and you've just reached a point, you've reached a point in your life where things aren't in alignment anymore, then yeah, let's make sure that we're tactful and again, that we're not burning bridges and we're doing it in a classy way. For sure. And I think that that even goes to the practicality of it, of it doesn't necessarily mean that your immediate next step needs to be moving to that, you know, dream job or purpose or whatever it might be, you know, being practical might be, I need to get another job where, you know, it's not my final destination because my situation right now is unhealthy whatever it might be physically, mentally, um, you know, just spiritually, it's just unhealthy and getting yourself out of that situation into another one that will sustain you until you're able to move towards that final goal. Preach. I love that. On that. Yeah. Um, and then, so kind of that final point of having the courage to actually jump and, yeah. you know, having gotten to that point yet, because haven't had to, to make the call and um, it'll be interesting when I actually get there, but it'll be very different from uh, the last big jump that I had to make. So when I left everything six months ago, it was yeah. different because I genuinely loved everybody there and I, you know, you know, loved the work that I was doing. Um, you know, and what I had built, right, and the work that I had put in. Um, so it was very, very hard for me to leave and to actually make that jump. And um, it just kind of got to the point where I couldn't do anything else. Of mm -hmm. I had to because every thing in my body told me that I had to, and I could feel I had such that strong feeling. And then opposed to you know my situation now, where I don't have that same level of connection, and I mean partially because I haven't been there as long, right? Yeah. But it, it's just, it's such a different, you know, different circumstances needing or having different kinds of courage to actually make the jump. Yeah. Um, 
And dude, like once again, like the fact that you came up with these three is awesome because I think with the resiliency and the practicality pieces, once those are solidified and those are legit, the courage piece I think will be almost a byproduct of you executing consistently day in and day out, right? Which will then just make it more smoother, right? Your transition and 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 having the self-efficacy, the self-image, the self-worth to be like, yes, I am making this jump for all the right reasons. I have things in place. I'm not burning bridges. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Right? And that is only because those two components before it have been taken care of and are healthy. So, yeah. And I mean, like, to do anything different than what you're currently doing takes courage, right? It's, yeah. it's I don't want to say it's hard. It's just, you know, we all want comfort. And to do something that is against the grain of our comfort zone involves an element of courage. And so, obviously, what dictates how much courage we need obviously is dependent on how big the risk is right? Like how much do we have to lose or who are we hurting here or whatever the case might be like insert, insert whatever the situation or challenge is. Right. Um, but yeah, anytime you do something different, it involves a, a, an element of courage and it's just, it's being tactful about it, being classy about it. So that when you look back after you jump, you're not, you haven't, Either A, you're not in free fall being like, oh my goodness, we have nowhere to land. <laughs> yeah. Or, right? Or, or you land and you're like, sweet. That was good. Okay. This is good. This is good. <laughs> right? Like, that's what you want. You don't want it to be like, oh my goodness, why did we jump? We shouldn't be jumping. <laughs> we don't have a parachute. <laughs> we don't have nowhere to land. That's where, you know, courageous can look a little emotional. Yeah. And I have, just while you're talking, actually, something came up in mind of a different kind of courage, too. Um, yeah. Having the courage to jump when everyone around you says that you shouldn't, mm. right? Yeah. Of like, no, that's stable, right? Or it's better to have security. Um, but you know in your heart that it's not where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Right. And you would be way happier having less security and doing, you know, what you love to do or pursuing your passion or at least trying and having the courage to do it for yourself as opposed to, you know, listening to those people around you. For sure. And, you know, it's, it's interesting that we're talking about all this because I, I, I like to I like to think that if we created a mindset and an attitude in our formative years that you don't need to like pick this grandiose one position for the rest of your life. I think these type of transitions wouldn't be so monumental. Do you see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. If we, if we taught kids that, Hey, what do you want to create right now? What do you want to create? That's it. What do you want to create? What problem do you want to solve? That's it. 
You know what I mean? And leave it at that. Yeah. And just you know what? When you're done creating as much as you want to create, or you or you're done solving whatever you wanted to solve, whatever. We on to the next thing we want to create. Yeah. Because to me, to me, at the end of the day, it shouldn't be about this one title, this one position, this one career, this one job. It shouldn't be about that. Because the last thing that I'd want for someone is to pigeon yourself, pigeonhole yourself into I am just this. And then when that gets removed away from you, you don't know who you are, what you want, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. For sure. And I definitely think that's, that's a primitive place to be. Yeah. When you are multiple, like we all wear multiple hats, whether or not we're aware of it or not. And I think if you're able in in the creation of something, in the solving of something, whether or not you're aware of it, you you pick up these other traits that can fall into any other avenue that you choose to use later. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. And it actually reminds me of uh, something Andy and I were talking about last week where uh, we were talking purpose. Mm-hmm. Right? And he said something very interesting that I hadn't thought about before of, you know, you can have different purposes in different seasons. Yeah. Right. And making that, that, you know, idea, I think is kind of runs parallel to what you're saying of, you know, you don't have to find the thing, right? Like your purpose could, you know, and a season could last a week or it could last a decade and everywhere in between. But yep. your purpose could be to be the best father that you can be Lovely. for the next however long, right? And then everything falling around there. Your purpose could be, you know, um, pursuing, pursuing the nonprofit work that you want to pursue, right? And not feeling that you're stuck in there for the rest of your life. Exactly. Right? And changing those purposes and continuing and whether you quote unquote complete them or not, but working towards them and not having that stigma attached to changing it up. Exactly. Right. Because, and I'm going to say like, to me, it's all about seasons. Like summer doesn't look at fall and be like, Oh, like, (laughs) why are you changing? (laughs) Whatever. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's a natural progression. It's like, okay, this is what it looks like. Like, there was a time for things to grow and what have you get the sun, get the rain. And now the next season is okay. This is what it looks like now. Now it's harvest and we're getting ready to slowly shut down. Okay, cool. And then come fall. It's like, okay, dude, winter's coming up time for rest, time to rejuvenate time to whatever. Okay, cool. And then coming out of that, it's like, okay, springtime time to till the soil, get it all ready, ready again start to time, play. like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, yeah. if, if you had that type of mindset and attitude, I feel like changing, changing, morphing, adapting, transforming, metamorphosis, whatever word you want to use, would just be a lot more part of our daily routine. And it wouldn't be this scary thing or this, again, like how we said it already, I have to pick this one thing for the next what 
60, 70 years? No, come on. Like, like, like to me, you are cutting yourself off to so much potential, so yeah. much. For sure, I love that. <laughs> um, was there, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on, on, um, you know, how to, how to move through those difficult times or any, any insights that you've had or just kind of anything that you're continuing to work on? Um, I would, I would just encourage everybody who's listening, find someone who is ahead of you or that you aspire to be and pick their brain pick their brain and be real and be willing to humble yourself that you don't know everything. You don't have it all together. And how, how can I learn from you? Right. And be like, Hey, like if you were in my shoes and like preferably someone who's older. So you can be like, if you were like, if you were in my shoes, what would you be doing in this current reality? Yeah. Who would you be connecting with? What should I like? What should I be reading? What are you currently reading? You see what I'm saying? So yeah. that again, five years from now, when some when some punk looks at you and is like, "Oh, how'd you get here?" You're like, "Dude, five ten years ago, I was planting seeds." Yeah, you know, I was reading this. I was connecting here, and then guess what? We just continue the cycle, and then now you have now become the teacher, the coach, the mentor. Now you are teaching the next generation. So that would be my parting advice and don't be so hard on yourself yeah you don't you don't need to have you don't need to have one thing locked down no yeah. you're you are more than that you are whoever's i'll speak for myself i am a son i am the best friend i am the lover i'm the brother i'm the uncle like you know what i mean like i am the cook i am the the baker, I'm the soccer player. Like, there's all these things. Like, why just pigeonhole yourself into Nuke is just the cook? Like, yeah. to me, you're shooting your potential. You're sh you're shooting your potential out. Like, and that's not fair. Yeah, for sure. I love that. And I guess my <laughs> mine is right right on track with that is just that self compassion part. You know, mm. for you know one like we were talking about that it's okay to realize that it's not your purpose that you're not in your purpose or to realize or to change your purpose mm -hmm. right yeah. um and it's okay that some days you're gonna hate what you're doing or not want to be there yeah. um, but as long as you continually push forward to change that and actually you know do actually do the things that you need to be doing to push forward to get yourself out of that situation, um, then it's okay. Amen. I love that. Thank you, sir, for being on again. Can't wait till next time. No worries, brother. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. We'll chat soon, okay? Yes, sir. Take care. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. It really would mean the world to me if you liked and subscribed to the podcast, as well as leaving a review to let us know what you thought. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.